0: Hello and welcome to this week's look at action and stunts on film and television. You find us at uh, a crossroads, really. Uh, We've done stair falling. We've done fire. We've had a look at some fire. Um, Last week we looked at high falls. We looked at some car turnovers. And uh, I must thank um, my friends on YouTube... Um, for bringing to my attention um, a video which I believe, and a- apologies if I get this wrong, but I'll, I'll correct myself partway through this if I do get it wrong. Um, I think it's called Stuntman 700. And I'm going to double check it uh, just to be on the safe side. But yesterday, they produced um, a video of uh, ratchets and um air rams in film now some of you will be scratching your head going what's he talking about what's what's this air ram and ratchet thing what's he talking about well very simply what it is is um a a way in which the stunt performer uh can um trick you into believing that there has uh, been a, a huge explosion and they've been thrown From point A to point B, Stuntman7100, okay, on YouTube, Stuntman7100 is the channel. They bring out a number of great bits and pieces, one of which was about air rams and ratchet stunts. So that's what I saw yesterday. And I thought to myself, do you know what, that's a really, it's a really important thing because it's absolutely vital. It's vital to the general success of storytelling, action particularly, um, in all sorts of genre. Um, take a war movie, for instance. Um, the, the the guy uh, ducks for cover. He's, he's trying to get away from machine gun fire. He ducks for cover. He looks down uh, uh, around his belt and he realises he's got a grenade left. So... He tries to take a little look to find out where the gunfire is coming from. He sees it, he pulls the grenade, he pulls the pin, and he throws. There's then an explosion, and you see the gunman flying through the flames and landing in the bushes, on the ground, on a vehicle, something. And what's happened there is that you've you've been fooled but you've been fooled in a particular way. You have been fooled in a certain way, giving the impression that that grenade has exploded. The force of that explosion has then thrown that gunman into the air. He's been disarmed and is now presumably lying dead on the floor. Now, depending on when you, when this movie was made, will depend very much on... The equipment that was used in order to get that stunt performer from point A to point B. In the early days, and these gags weren't something that they were doing from day one through the 30s and 40s. They would have done cutaways. They would have done, you know, you've been to a show. A magic shows are a great example. If you've ever been to a magic show, and um, uh, a smoke bomb goes off, which will then allows the—I don't know—the the magician to drop through a hole in the floor, maybe a disappearing act or something of that nature. And you have you have the smoke. You would have got one of those. You'd have probably got uh, somebody throwing the grenade or a bomb. And back then, in the in the, if it was a comedic movie, it would have been a round black um, uh, ball with a fuse on it and the word bomb written on it, and they'd have thrown this. At the you'd have seen the explosion, which wouldn't no flames. There wouldn't have been anything of that nature. It would have been good old-fashioned smoke, and then that smoke would have cleared, and behind all of that smoke, you would have seen. Uh, men with their clothes torn, perhaps still smouldering and uh, uh, black scorch marks across their face. Now, the audience, as time got on, got a little more sophisticated. They wanted a bit more. They were allowed to have a bit more. And so later on, and this kind of started in the late 50s, you had those moments where same routine. Grenade is thrown, explosion goes off, and then you might see somebody going through the air. Now, throughout the pretty much late 50s, early 60s, most of the 60s to be fair, into the 70s. Again, majority of the time, I'll come back to uh, I'll come back to the other points later, but majority of the times these uh, explosions would have been used, they would have used a trampoline or a trampette depending on the size of the explosion. If it's a big bang, um, the stunt performer will be on a full size trampoline, he or she will be bouncing and will have to time the explosion. That is triggered by the special effects man, and this could be with an arm wave, with a, uh, a flag wave, something of that nature, so that they know three, two, one, bang, and then they, the explosion goes off. They are timed with the explosion, so they are on the up as the explosion is going off. They don't want to be on the down; they want to be on the up. You go down and then bang. There's the there's the explosion. You go up with the explosion, and you land either in uh, box rigs um, with um, with matting on it or on the ground. You know, and that was very successful. Pretty much through oh I don't know most of the 1960s. Um, pretty much every television show in the 1970s mostly in the 1980s as well um oh i don't know chips um the a-team particularly every time the ba threw somebody they would then you know or they'd throw again somebody throws an explosion somebody throws a, a, a grenade or a bomb or they trigger an explosion big explosion lots of smoke lots of fire and then bodies going through the air landing often in slow-mo on the other side. So these would be trampolines or trampettes. Always hidden, always timed, worked to the last detail. So then they move on. They have to move on because technology is moving on and the requirement of the audience, the audience getting more sophisticated. And it wants to have something else to be going on. It doesn't want to keep sitting there going, it's just a bloke on a trampoline. He's jumped on that trampoline. He's timed it. And then uh, he's landed the other side. They want to be surprised. And it wasn't until 1970 and the movie Torah, 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 where a new development in the world of stunt rigging, stunt action, was created. The air ram is a pneumatic device that catapults a stunt performer through the air. Now, to simulate the effects of an explosion, the performer steps on a large pedal, and using the compressed air, the pedal is released, sending the performer... Heightling through the air. Now the distance and the height of the performer will attain is is dependent upon the air pressure set, and that's crucial. So it is very much a case if you're going from here to that point over there, and that point over there is thirty feet. Then there has to be a great deal of pressure in order to get you there. But also there has to be a great deal of momentum from you as the performer to run and bounce and land on that pad because often the trigger is you landing you land on it and bang there it goes now it's also absolutely essential that you put your weight on to the plate and lock out your knees because if you don't there is a possibility that you will be injured because that thing then fires you out at a real rate of knots. And there is a distinct possibility that, that you, know, you, you could very well injure your leg, your knee, uh, you know, sustain an injury, or worse. And again, we've used this before, but a life-changing injury. It is possible. It has happened. We've seen people do it air rams are hugely exciting to watch and they make those lovely (laughs) noises when you stand on them and when they're fired but in order to get it to that stage um you've got to you know be confident enough to use your pressure and and and, uh, and your body weight and stand on it and stand on it hard in certain cases to to make it trigger um there are many different design types for these air rams, and there's a few elements in common, but they use compressed air, and the surface area, and the performer, the one that they step on, that's raised using the compressed air, which catapults the person forwards. Now, this was originally designed by a stuntman called Joe Finnegan for this movie, Tora, 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 1970. And, um, in 1965, uh, I beg your pardon, in 1995, at the Academy Awards, he received a scientific and technical award for the development of the air ram for motion picture stunt effects. So, in this movie, there are three stuntmen. It was used when an explosion on a ship caused three stuntmen—Charlie Pacerni, Benny Dobbins, and Joe Finnegan—to be launched over the side, some forty feet into the water below, and it makes a huge difference because all of a sudden you're not seeing the stunt performer at the very last moment. Uh, You're not seeing them in the air. You can see them actually taking the explosion. The explosion goes off and then you see them leave. It did change the way that, that action was looked upon and the way that editors could use it too. There are occasions though and it has to be said, when the air ram is triggered and for reasons better known to somebody else the air ram is then left in shot. Commando is a very good example of that. Um, just wouldn't expect it. You just, you know, it's a Schwarzenegger movie. He's throwing grenades and explosions are going off left right and center and these guards a f- explosion goes off and they're flying through the air and you can see the air ram which has thrown them into the air and then when the dust settles and the damn things are still upright they've not been hidden by anything at all again you know, um, have you neglected to to shut those back down again there are ones now and again people don't use air rams a great deal we'll get onto that very shortly but they progressed to the point where once one was triggered, it would then go back to its original start position again. And that's very handy. You, you can have it in one place. The stuntman stops, spots it and goes bang, hits it, gets fired up into the air, and then by the time the smoke's cleared, the thing's gone back down again. Again, it gives the impression that um, it was the explosion all along. So there are occasions. And again, if you watch this, uh, this video that I saw the other day... Um, on the uh, the stuntman channel I, I mentioned earlier on, there's a great example of stuff on there, and you'll see loads of good examples and loads of not so great examples. But you know, you take the rough with the smooth. Now, if you progress further, um, and if we look at what are we now? We're 2022. Let's give you an example. Simon Crane. Uh, stunt coordinator, second unit director was the stunt coordinator on Saving Private Ryan for instance. Saving Private Ryan, what was that, 97? 98? Something like that? That was the last time he used an ram. Hello crime fans, I'm Sean Coleman. I'm Chris McDonald. And I'm Rob Parker. We are crime authors. Well, I'm a publisher too. And I'm a giggling buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> We are the Blood Brothers and this is our podcast. Every week we speak to the best and brightest in the world of crime fiction. And embarrass ourselves hugely. No, that's just you. Yeah, definitely just you. Great. Coming to you from the Pod Dojo Network. And sponsored by Red Dog Press. We've got new episodes heading your way all the time. With giveaways and games. Interviews and insight. And laughter. Lots of laughter. Check us out now. On all your favourite streaming services. And give us five stars, so we can't be our own one-star superstar. The Blood Brothers Podcast, your one-stop shop for the best crime chit-chat. The last time that he used an air ram in a movie was Saving Private Ryan. And since then, of course, a great deal of it has been wire-connected. The Ratchet... Um, In film production, ratchet ratchet pulls um, are used to pull or launch actors and stunt performers in flying stunts using cables and appropriate harnesses. Carefully rigged stunt employing a ratchet system helps give the illusion of a character flying through the air uh, in an action scene. And stunts that typically require ratchet systems include explosions that we talked about some fight scenes or scenes where an actor is hit with gunshots so many moons ago a ratchet in its earliest form was known as a jerk harness right um let me give you an example of it um you would have um Uh, you would have a a horse scene for instance and two guys are riding at full tilt um, and they get to each other and one uh, jousting is a very good example the the, the word tilt was the one that that actually triggered me to remind myself of that so you're going along the tilt and two knights coming towards each other one makes full contact and the other guy is launched backwards out of the saddle the horse continues to move forwards and the the knight is thrown backwards. Now, often that is used using what then would be referred to as a jerk harness, a pullback. Um, this is what a ratchet is. A ratchet has been taken to a slightly different point. So nowadays, where you would be able to do that, you can now ratchet somebody off and they will go in varying directions as you may well have seen. You will have seen uh, an explosion go off and you will have seen the guy go in one direction, another explosion goes off, and then they are thrown in a separate direction. So these are all different aspects of the way in which this type of gag can can be created and changed over time. And it's still you know, utilised to very powerful effect. The pneumatic devices are typically a long cylinder, which is charged with the compressed nitrogen or air. And then when an operator hits the button, a special effect guy hit the button or whatever the deal is on the pneumatic device, the cylinder retracts and quickly pulls the performer backwards or sideways or up, you know, whatever the requirement is. Safety is always the number one consideration when it comes to uh, setting up stunts like these. And actors and performers, because actors do these, uh, these type of uh, gags as well, under strict supervision, uh, any of those who will be performing aerial stunts using ratchet pulls are trained extensively to ensure their safety as well as help help them to get the wire rigs and learn how to deliver a convincing performance because it's not just the fact that you're being pulled in one direction you've got to sell the damn thing um, there is um, I'm trying to think of the movie now there's a Michael Caine film oh here it is: Sweet Liberty it's called Sweet Liberty Alan Alder is the star of the movie and he's a historian and he has written a book about uh, a period of the Civil War And the Hollywood studio have come along and they are going to recreate this for the big screen. and He's very excited by the whole thing. Michael Caine is the lead actor um, who is playing one of the characters in this particular reconstruction. And um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is the, the love interest in this. Now, there is a bar sequence and some of the stunt guys, real stunt guys, Frank Ferrara is one of them. Um, they have got themselves into a bit of a chat and a conversation with some local um, battle reenactment guys. And after a few beers, the stunt boys say to this guy, they pick their guy out, this guy who who, uh, seems quite a gullible character from the the battle reenactment guys, and he says, look, I'll bet you a sum of money that you can't go through those doors over there with a punch we'll give you a punch or a shotgun pretend it's a shotgun you react to it and then you can get through those doors over there. and he says those doors over there are you kidding me that's that's 30 feet away i couldn't do that frank ferrara steps up and the guy says, well he can do it what do you mean he can do it i say i tell you we're going to pretend that we're going to shoot him and you watch he will go he's amazing at this now if he can do it you can do it we'll bet you a hundred a hundred yeah 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 money's on the table so he said right frank step up here we'll show you and so anyway he says bang and of course they've got a they've got a ratchet attached to the to the a jerk harness to, a, to a, a harness that he is wearing so he's wearing a harness underneath his costume There is a a hook and eye at the end and the wire is hooked into that and on a cue at the far end it is a button pull and the guy goes bang and he disappears 35 feet backwards through the double doors and out into the back. And you can see Frank's feet coming up over the top of his head backwards as he leaves the swing doors. Of course this guy's going that's amazing how did he do that? uh, Give me a go, I can do this and they go no no really no he's he's a a trained professional no no no. seriously i can do it of course they're going bang and he's jumping up in the air and falling on the floor making a fool out of himself but that particular gag was used for that particular movie to express it was a comedic moment but frank ferrara absolutely disappeared through the through those double doors at a serious rate of knots and frank was a big guy Frank, sadly, no longer with us, but he was a big, well-built guy. See photographs of him online if you want to check him out and Google Frank Ferrara uh, and uh, you'll see. Um, uh, And he really shifted through those doors. Uh, An incredible thing to watch. But that's the way in which some of these items can be used, you know? So you get comedic effect from it. Uh, Obviously, you're going to get action from it. You're going to get uh, uh, all sorts of different genres. It's action, it's comedy, it's romance, it's uh, sci-fi. And now, of course, with the addition of um, CGI and the way in which CGI has changed everything allows you to remove those wires in post. So it gives you an additional safety net to fall back on. So these guys are whether they're riding a horse, whether they're riding a motorcycle, uh whether they are, you know, being dragged from one side of the road to the other or maybe they're being dragged from one bank of a river to the other and through the water and out the other side. Where it would be a cable pull, they can still do all of that and they can make those cables as visibly as visible as they possibly can because they're from they're there from a safety point of view but in post afterwards they just take them out so it's a very interesting thing and i i, I really do urge you to um i'm not afraid to go and promote other channels and this is a terrific channel they've been very good to me um and uh they're, they're well worth watching have a look at them stuntman seven one hundred the word stuntman, and the numbers 7100. Zero, zero. And they've got a whole bunch of bits and pieces. Air Ram and Ratchet Stunts is one of them. And I would urge you to maybe have a listen to this and maybe watch some of those uh, gags at the same time and, and, and do a little comparison and see which of those gags that you like very much. are. Ah, that's a trampoline, that's an Air Ram, and that's definitely a ratchet or a wire pull has that been you can then start deciding well what year was this made is this um is this likely to have been are those wires taken out can i see those wires is that there you know you can you can analyze it look at it a bit further but often that is where um you know it's it's progress starts with a trampoline it starts with a simple idea of timing running up to a point jumping up and boing bouncing and doing that and getting it right over and over and doing it again and doing it for timing and timing and timing um you can't be taught timing you can practice it you've either got it or you haven't you know and that's very very important you've got to get from that point to that point there and then as soon as you bounce on that that's when that explosion is going to be triggered and then you will go through the air and you will land in that uh, pre-located area that's your that's the point you've got to go through and that's absolutely key to this scene working so it's you know pressures on but it means you've got to do it so that's either with a trampoline with an air ram slightly different approach you've got to get up to it and attack it and remember to lock out as you're going in the direction you want to go in and then again with um, with these ratchet uh, gags and that the way in which wire gags have um continued to push the boundaries for stunt performers. Um, It's hindered them in some ways as well. And of course, you know, we we must also point out that there've been a fair few injuries with wires. I'm not saying there weren't injuries with air rams, but there have definitely been injuries with wires. Um, And sadly, some of the individuals, some of the stunt performers who have used those, again, they have had life-changing injuries, you know, because of this. So it's the, it, it, it makes the business, it makes the, the idea of this particular gag much more exciting because there's a new way of being able to do it. And once you master that new way, then the sky's the limit and you just keep going on. But it has its pitfalls and uh, you have to respect that. You have to respect it because otherwise it will turn on you and uh, unfortunately can be very, very dangerous indeed so go and check that out see what you can come up with we're going to come back next week with more of the same we've got a super interview for you oh my goodness can't tell you too much about it just now but it's fabulous and you're going to enjoy it and um until next time don't forget to check out friday don't forget to check out friday's show because friday's show will have examples of what we're looking at here and maybe we can go through them and a couple of the ideas about which is which and is this a wire, is this a trampoline so we'll do all of that on Friday and until next time bye for now